Hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the High Impact Man podcast. And this week you're going to hear about a man named Jeff Wilhelm. He goes by Flo. He's from down in the St. Louis, Missouri area. And he just shares, you know, stories of struggles through childhood, um, you know, struggles with his father, kind of a, you know, abusive home. Um, and then really gets into, you know, his struggles with drug addiction, uh, alcohol. But the good story uh, comes along at the end when he um, gets his life right, finds God, gets involved in F3, and he is a fire starter. And he's going to talk about being a fire starter in his region. And uh, the St. Louis region is on fire. It's growing like crazy, and a lot of it is because of flow and uh, the inspiration that he's, uh, that he's bringing to that region and to the men that are involved there. So sit back and enjoy this story from Flo. Welcome to the High Impact Man podcast. High impact men from across the nation sharing their stories of inspiration, encouragement, and hope. Gosh, seek transformational relationships. What you're hearing from the culture is not right. Pick up the six, you know what I mean? But you never know who your six sometimes is. Stop being less. To help others become the virtuous leaders they are called to be and that our nation desperately needs. All right, coming at you with another episode of the High Impact Man podcast. We've had some real powerful interviews here lately, haven't we? We certainly have, man. We've been uh, on a roll with just some great, plus with some great guests to come on and yeah. share their stories and some powerful stuff and great messages. So we hope that uh, you're all getting out of these podcasts, what, what we're getting out of them here. Um, as as DFib here commonly says, we would we would do this even if we... Didn't have a podcast, right? Because we uh, just truly enjoy just having these guys on and just talking to them. And, and uh, every episode, I I learn something. I'm inspired and motivated in, in in a different way. So, absolutely, absolutely. And so, you know, the Lord's going to do with it what He wills, right? What He will, we'll see. Turn it over to Him. Yeah. So, uh, my name is Nevin Gorky. I already said that, didn't I? I don't know. I can't remember. Did I say that? I don't even know. Well, anyway, if I didn't, I'll say it again. Uh, this is Nevin Gorky. I'm your host. Uh, my, I'm known as DFib in the Gloom. Dial up. You just heard from his um, real name is Troy Klinger, and our guest today is Jeff Wilhelm. He uh, comes from uh, Jeffco uh, in Missouri. He's F3 Flow. He's 49 years old, and uh, he's he, he he just was involved in the latest GTE out there in Missouri, and uh, he lost his voice a little bit, so he's got a sexy husky voice, and he's joining us today. Welcome, Flo. Hey. Yeah, so um, were you yelling at everybody? Is that what you were doing? I was, actually. He was He was encouraging <laughs> everybody. Yes. Yeah, I was encouraging. <laughs> With Not a, as much as the cadres were. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's passionate. That's what it is. Right. All right, so. Uh, I actually am. Say it again. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, I am. Yeah. yeah, I am very much. Yeah, very passionate. Um, all right. Well, uh, welcome to the show. So tell everybody, all the F3 guys are going to want to know how wait, you got involved. Huh? Wait, are we going to play guess the guess how he got his well, name I first? Well, I know because he said it in the bio. But you, since you didn't uh, read it, go ahead. Uh, ooh. How do you get flow? I skirted I skirted through the bio, but I didn't, I didn't, didn't pay, catch that. I didn't catch that. Huh? So I, I guess, hmm. So let's let's just think out loud real quick. So I got flow like Florence Griffith Joiner. So maybe he showed up as yeah. maybe he showed up his first beat down and he only had long like fingernails and well, long fingernails and maybe he had like leggings or the like tights on, but uh, he only had one that morning. <laughs> so, I have funny to tell you later about that. Okay. Uh or flow from um Oh my goodness, Flo's Diner. What was the name of that actual show? Was it just Flo's? 
Shirley's? <laughs> you know what I mean? Shirley's, Mel, Mel's Diner. Mel's Diner. Yeah. Flo. Yeah, I remember Flo. She had the big hair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alice. Gonna, I think it was called Alice. Alice. Right? Maybe that's what it was. Uh, so those are, I'm thinking out loud. Kiss my grip. Yeah, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> or there was Flo from uh, the Brady Bunch, right? Wasn't she Flo? Well, Florence Henderson yeah. was the real actress. Florence Henderson. Oh, uh, maybe that's what she I'm thinking. She was Mrs. Of. Brady. Yeah. All right, so I'm probably got, I'm probably not even close. No, so. you're not. You're, you're old for three. Every yeah. one of them. All right, I was gonna go with something about the flow of your hair. Flow. Uh, back in the day, because I can see your hair now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. What is it's it? It's not flowing. Yeah. So tell us. So, tell us when uh, you got. Invo- yeah. Tell us. Tell us how you got involved and how you got your name. Yeah. So. Um, Luke Holder, who is sister-in-law here in St. Louis, Fet Jekko, um, he invited me back in October of 2020. And um, back then, we only had, I think, three sites in St. Louis, maybe. And he's like, hey, I'm going to this workout. We use a cinder block. And immediately, I was like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I'll stay at my gym, and I'll be a sad clown. And I'll just do my thing and pump higher. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I was just miserable. So he asked me over the course of the next six months or so if I'd like to come. And on Easter Sunday of 2021, I think that was April 4th, he was like, hey, we got a workout that's like seven minutes from your house. Why don't you come to check it out? I go, fine, I'll come. He goes, all right, bring a pair of gloves, bottle of water and some workout shoes. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. So I showed up late and there's 30 dudes counting cadence. And I'm like, what the hell was going on? <laughs> because I was like, is this like an army? Like, a, is this a, you know, like, are they a, a militia? Right. You know, like, preparing are they going to have, yeah. preparing to overthrow the government? Right. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So, and I started walking away from the car, and I remembered I have asthma. So I ran and grabbed my, my inhaler. So I go down there, and immediately I'm looking for, for Luke. And I had no idea his name was sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. So I walked down to him, and I'm like, hey. He's like, all right, get, jump in here, and we're going to. And he starts talking about Merkins and side straddle hops and all this stuff. I'm like, what in the world is all this weird comment? I'm like, what are these weird things? So I walk up to this first guy. I'm like, hi, my name's Jeff. He goes, my name's Daffy. <laughs> and I stop for a minute. And I'm like, did your parents hate you? <laughs> or do they hate you? And he was a big guy. Uh-huh. He was like 6'4". I'm like, I'm not going to make this guy pass. So I jumped in. And he helped me get through the workout. And I died like 17 times. <laughs> but um, So we got to the finish, the naming, and things like that. And um, there were 10 of us, 10 FNGs that day. Yeah. And um, so we were going over the naming. I don't even know when I got named, what order. So I was like, all right, you know, tell a little bit about yourself. I'm like, my name's Jeff Wilhelm. I'm 40, I don't know, I think it was 46 or 7 at the time. And um, I sell life insurance. And Daffy goes, Flo! And I don't know what the hell was going on. (laughs) And I... It took me a minute, and I'm like, wait a minute. She sells car insurance. Uh-huh. They're like, your name is Flo. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I didn't even know what that meant. Right. I mean, we had another guy named Baghdad Bob named that day. 
<laughs> Kroger because he looked like Chad Kroger. Uh, Cheney because he shot guns. <laughs> um, we had 10 of us. I mean, there's a bunch. Baby Shark because one of he, he just had a baby and he talked about a poop story. <laughs> so I got named Flo. Nice. And, um, and I've embraced it and everybody calls me that. So I answer to that as and much as my first name. From that day forward, you will forever be known as Flo. Flo. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Very cool. Very cool. Well, all right. Thanks for sharing that story. So um, let's back up in time here and tell us what uh, life was like growing up for you back in uh, when you were a little flow. How, how was that? <laughs> well, um, so I'm the oldest of three. And um, I grew up, I was a sickly kid. I had asthma. I was little. Like when I was a freshman in high school, I was four foot 10 and 72 pounds. Wow. That is little. Like I was little and, um, I got made fun of, I was not good at sports. My doctors all told me, you know, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't run. Don't exert yourself. You know? And I, I was in a bubble. I took so many medications inhalers. I got shots, all sorts of stuff. And might've had the, something to do with my being small. I think it was done to my growth. That's just me thinking, but I'm not a doctor. Um, so then I, I graduated high school, went into college, but right around that time, you know, a boy needs his dad, like every boy does. And my dad, he owned his own business. He was a butcher and he was not home hardly ever. So my mom took care of me and my brother and sister. Well, I was the test child because I'm the oldest. So my sister came along and she's a girl. And then my brother, he's the perfect kid, so he's the halo child. Mm -hmm. um, he can do no wrong. So I was, um, for lack of a better term, I was physically and mentally abused when I was a kid. Beat the heck out of me verbally and physically. You know, like when my grandfather died, his dad, he like basically threatened to just beat the snot out of me one day. Um, and it just really pushed me and pushed away. So I started talking to friends whenever I got my first job at 15 working for Burger King. And they're like, Hey, come to this party with me. And I went there and here, have this, I'm going to sound old, but have some purple passion and Jack Daniels country cocktail. I'm almost 50. Come on, give me a break. Mm -hmm. So, um, so they gave me those and I drank those and I liked them. I started drinking beer. I was 15. So I started drinking with these scopes and just getting bad habits. Started smoking. Did some drugs. And um, fast forward, I get married. Or I met this girl, my first wife, in 2000, excuse me, in 1999. And we started dating. But about three months prior to that, I got my first DWI in April of 1999. And then sure enough, four months later, I got another one. 25 years old, I had two DWIs are, but it was the cop's fault. It was his fault. They were picking on me. Right. Yeah. So I, um, you know, I paid my punishment, whatever you want to call it, but they were out to get me. So I got married in 2004 to her. And then we, we had a child in 2007, 
And um, during that period of time, our marriage just started to break down. And I lost my job in 2009. Um, I worked at an investment firm and um, I went down to even more dark spiral. And I ended up getting a job, a sales position, where I'm doing now, selling life insurance. But I get paid differently than most people that not in the first and 15 for every two weeks. Sometimes I'll get paid first of the month. Sometimes I won't get paid till the end of the month. Mm. So I got paid weird. So my wife, she had a hard time with that. Well, after my son was about two years old, she decided that she didn't want to be married to me anymore. And thus began my downward spiral. Oh, let me back up. In 2007, right after my son was born, I got my third DWI. Because, you know, two was not enough. Mm. I had my car run a, a guardrail. I called the cops on my own self like a moron. But I had to pay for that price. And then in 2011, she left. And I, like I said, I went down that downward spiral. I was actively trying to kill myself. I would try to drink myself to death. Didn't care. I would drive erratically. Night of September 9th, 2012, I went to a bar with some friends, air quotes, drinking. I don't even know how much I drank. And I was driving home probably around 2 o'clock in the morning. And I got to my exit. And I got off the exit. I was at the stoplight. And I went at the green light. Oh, by the way, I was driving between my thumbs. So trying to navigate between my thumbs. Really good recipe for success. <laughs> I, so I, I never when heard the light turns, Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I drove through the light, but I went to the left and drove in the other lane. Mm. So the county cop pulled me over. I was two miles from home. Took me to jail. Um, impounded my car. I was facing felony DWI. Um, I had a warrant for my arrest at some point later on in December. No, January. But I was hiding from the cops. And um, on January 1st, 2013, I made a decision. Stop drinking. I got sober. But that was just the beginning of my journey. Um, so what happened was is that at the very beginning of the month of January, I got noticed that I had the felony warrant again for my arrest for persistent DWI offense. Well, so I ended up turning myself in and they gave me a scram bracelet, which looks like a page attached to your ankle and it monitors alcohol. <coughs> Excuse me. I had to wear that for like seven months. It was $9 a day. Wow. You do the math. Um, so I got a hold of an attorney and he's like, all right, right now you're looking at 120 days of shock treatment. You're going to go to the state penitentiary, stay there for three months, four months. And at the time, my son was not even six years old. I'm like, I'm not going to leave my son orphaned 
even though his mom was there, but I wanted—I I, I didn't want him to grow up without a dad, even if it was for four months. So I told him no. He said, well, we can get you into this DWI program where for 13, 14 months, you're under their thumb. You have to serve 30 days, but you get to pick your time. You have to go to AA meetings. You have to go to court. You have to do urine drops. You have to do group therapy. You have to do individual therapy. And then um, if you screw up, you've got five years of federal prison. I was like, oh, my gosh. This is real. Mm-hmm. So I started the program in July or June of 2013. And I started going to, to uh, I, I go to AA meetings. I was going to the uh, counselor and I was like, yep, yeah, I'm Jeff. I'm an alcoholic, but I had a really terrible attitude and I was in denial. Even though I quit drinking, I was a dry drunk. So one day I'm sitting in jail in this dorm room with 50 other guys. Two o'clock in the morning, Lord knows, probably around there, I don't know. And I'm just, and I was reading this book, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Recommend that book. I read it four times. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, it hit me. Um, God was talking to me, saying, what are you doing? You have a problem, and I need to fix it. So I decided that night, that I was never going to drink again and that I made a decision. I need help. So I got out that Wednesday evening because I was only doing two days at a time. So I got out that Wednesday evening, went to an AA meeting the next day and I proudly stood up and said, my name is Jeff and I'm an alcoholic. Um, I've never looked back. Went to my counselor, called him, said, Andy, I got a problem. I need help. He goes, thank you. I'm glad you reached out to me. Um, so I had to go through this process. I had to spend my 30 days, and I spread it out over six months. So I was doing two days like every other week. No big deal. It sucked, but it wasn't that bad. I wouldn't want to go back through that way. <laughs> but it still sucked. So I ended up getting ready to complete in July of 2014. And uh, in the meantime, I was dating this girl, excuse me, that I had no business dating. I moved her into my house and she was a raging alcoholic and I didn't realize it. She was buying alcohol with my debit card, sneaking liquor into my house, eating so many candy mints to try to mask the smell of the alcohol and I finally figured it out one day and uh, there was a day one of my last times that I had to go to court I was almost finished with my program and I asked her I said hey can you watch my son his name's Hayden with an H and uh, he was six at the time I said can you watch him 
while I'm gone, I'll be back in two hours. I got to go to court. Yeah, no problem. I'd be there at 9 a.m. I go, I leave, I go to court. I come back. I'm on my way home. One of my buddies is driving me home because I couldn't drive. I lost, wow. my, I lost my driver's license for 10 years. 10. 10, wow. Yeah. And then, um, so. <laughs> I think your dog so, wants to be on the podcast. Someone is at my door. <laughs> I need you to hold on. All right. I'm so sorry. Another Pax was coming to you because he wanted some toys of doom to play with tomorrow. <laughs> and he's taking right. them up. Instruments Sand, of Sandbags woe. and timbers. Yes, instruments of woe. <laughs> timbers and sandbags. Anyway, um, where was I? Your, uh, your, girl, oh. your girlfriend was so, yeah. booze in the house, yeah. Yeah, so I leave to go to court, and I'm on my way home, and my neighbor, she texts me. <laughs> she texts me, she's like, Jeff, you need to get home right now. I was like, why? She wouldn't initially answer until she finally answered. She's like, she's passed out in the garage in a lawn chair. And my son was outside playing, and he thought she fell asleep and went to my neighbor, who was at the same time out, outside with her son at the same age as my son. Mm -hmm. So thankfully, my neighbor was being a responsible mother and caring for the neighbor's kid. Yeah. And um, turns out she left. I, I left the house that morning to go to court, and she drove up, took my car, drove up to the local Walgreens, and bought a fifth of American honey whiskey or bourbon or whatever that is. I don't even know what it is. Drank the whole dang thing at nine o'clock in the morning. Now, I've drank my fair share of rum. Mm -hmm. I imagine whiskey is probably the same thing. You drink a whole bottle of that. You're blasted. Yeah. You are drunk as a skunk. So that's why she passed out with a cigarette in her hand. So, I get home. She's in the downstairs bathroom. Lord knows what she was doing. I found the bottle, checked my ATM card or whatever, saw the purchase, found the receipt. She wasn't even hiding it. Basically, I read her the riot act and told her, and told her to get out. That was a very defining moment for me because I was like, okay, I need to be away from this kind of stuff. So that taught me also, I definitely don't want to be that person right? like that. And I talked to my ex-wife, which we became a little more amicable by that point. She's like, Jeff, you were never like that, but I understand what you mean. Anyway, so close that chapter of my life and keep on moving forward. And in, um, in 2018, I started dating this girl. And we, uh, she says to me, hey, why don't we go to church? I was like, okay. So we went to this non-denominational church, Christian church, about 20 minutes from my house. There and liked it. Kept going back. Started making friends. And then one day she says, hey, why don't you check out this Celebrate Recovery Program? It's basically like a Christian-based 
AA is what it is. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'll check that out. So I did, and I loved it. Come to find out that it would not allow me to call myself an alcoholic because that's a stigma. So he says, you're a child of God and you struggle with issues and you turn to alcohol. I was like, okay, I'll buy that per dollar. (laughs) That makes more sense and it sounds better. (laughs) It's a lot nicer. So I have an almost 90 pound puppy that (laughs) thinks she's a, you know, awesome. Lap dog. Anyway. Yeah. She is a lap dog too. (laughs) She's half um, St. Bernard. Anyway, um, so I kept going, and I um, met my second wife at, um, during COVID. I hate that word, by the way. I wish we could strike that word from all of existence. Yeah. I hate the word COVID. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. And anyway, um, we met at church and um, started going, and um, she's like, hey, I was also going to this other church called Encounter and it's right across the highway from where we live. I'm like, okay, I'll check that out. So that's when I met sister-in-law at the time. I just knew him as Luke Holder. Mm -hmm. So I met these guys. I was like, I need to be around these guys. It was like F3 without workout. Um, Just solid men who wanted me to get better, who wanted me to find a relationship with the man upstairs. So I kept going and got better and better. And then later on that day, or excuse me, later on that year, Luke asked me. And then finally, April of 21 is whenever I uh, joined at three. So there's that part of the story. (laughs) I could go on for another hour and a half, but, (laughs) <laughs> all right well that's okay it sounds yeah, like you, you, you had a lot to overcome you know you had these issues with your yeah. dad and um and uh, alcohol and, and some drug use and stuff like that and, and and you found the lord uh which is which is a common theme among a lot of the guests that we have right yeah um which is great huh. but um uh so then you got into f3 and uh you really took off from there according to your bio yeah um yeah, so we started at the time when I joined F3, we had seven total AOs in the St. Louis region. And that encompasses about 40, 50 miles. Mm-hmm. I think today we have 85. Right. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. We're considered a mega region. Yeah, do you know... Come um, at me, bro. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've forgotten his name. Uh, the physician from St. Louis. <laughs> vegan. Help me. Uh, hey. uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot his F three name. Didn't we get critiqued that we shouldn't uh, try and remember these things? Yeah, yeah, we did. We, we got some feedback that we're not following <laughs> right now. Along those lines, yeah, uh, we, don't, we don't care what you said. He was one of the redwoods in St. Louis. Uh, uh, not GMO. Uh, Bringer, Honey Sheldon, pot. Bringer, Honey, uh, GMO. Honey pot. Honey pot, right? Yeah, Honey Pot. Honey, Honey pot. pot. Yeah. Honey Pot. I saw him on Saturday night. Oh, yeah. all right. I saw yeah. him Saturday night. Yeah, we had him on the podcast a, while, a couple months ago, yeah, I guess. Five yeah. or six weeks ago. He's a stud. That dude is a stud. Yeah. I think he's like 63 or yeah. four. I was going to say, yeah. I know he's in the 60s, right? He, he just... 
He killed cancer. Like, the guy's awesome. Yep. It's all those plants and beans he eats. <laughs> yeah, right. My man, Honey Pot. That guy don't touch it. He don't touch anything with a face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did he do, For me. Did I, he do the grow ruck this weekend? No, he was on the support team. He was on the support team. Okay. I think he might yeah. have mentioned it. He's he already done the support team. He did grow rock two years ago and, and um summer of twenty one when St. Louis. Okay. Wait, wait, next time you see Honey Pot, give us a give him a big hug from us. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So eighty five. Uh, yeah, focus on you. Yeah. Sorry. Keep going, brother. Sorry about that. So um started off with seven AOs. Um we launched Arnold, which became the Coliseum. But began with we were at this place called the First Baptist Church of Arnold. We were there for two days, and we got kicked out by a Karen. <laughs> you know what I mean by, you know what I mean, right? Uh huh. Um, she I, comes outside and she's what? <laughs> I, I thought Karens mostly existed in New Jersey, but apparently you have my no. Room. They exist everywhere. They exist. <laughs> They're everywhere. Yeah, she had the hair. I'm kidding. I feel bad for anybody that's really named Karen now because like, <laughs> the, the, the stigma that goes with that name. Anyway, carry on. You got kicked out after two. two, two what, what was their What was their reasoning? Um, can you guys hear me still? My yeah, picture's frozen. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, we got you. All right. Anyway, um, so we got kicked out after two days, two mornings, Monday and a Wednesday, and um, so lube who was at the time our expansion queue, he was like, fine, I'll find a new place. So we found this one place, but he went to the wrong spot, and we went to the now very first, excuse me, official AO of Jeff, which would become Jeffco. Mm -hmm. And we called it, we named it the Coliseum because it's just awesome. It's like inside of like a bowl, and it's almost like a Coliseum. Cool. So we were going, I was going there, Oh, I think I, I, I canceled my gym membership like three days later. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm never going back. That's stupid. And then I read Free to Lead. And I think I saw that fern sitting there. <laughs> I was going to ask you about the fern when you were talking about your gym earlier. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, as I was reading that book, I was like, oh, yeah, this is all of everything. Um, so... I started going there, and then we had this other place called Neverland, which was like the next closest one, which was about another 15 minutes further. So for a while, we had that. And then in May, Tinkerbell, who was the first FQ of our region, came to me and said, hey, I want you to launch a site and be the site queue. Mm -hmm. I was like, what? Like, I've got five weeks into this. I don't know, squat. I don't even really have, barely know what a Merkin is. <laughs> so he's like, nope, you're going to do it. And sister-in-law told me, he's like, yeah, you're going to do it. We actually scouted the place out. We did a video, all sorts of cool stuff. So I was, so sister-in-law at the time, he was not, a well, he became just a site queue for the Coliseum. So I was the second plant queue for this region. So I, I became the site queue for four months, I think. Until we had another four, three or four more sites. And sister-in-law came to me one day. And by the way, the name of the place that was my plant was called the Death Star. Because I live in Imperial, Missouri. Ah, oh. So Imperial Death Star. Yeah, I like it. 
Yeah. And um, we got some really cool swag um, shirts. Yeah. That uh, F3 Snickers actually made it. He's a stud. I'm dropping names like crazy, aren't I? That's okay. Anyway, I know, we, I, know, um, I, know, I know Snickers. He did a logo for us, too. Yeah, he's a stud. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we had that. And then at the time, like, hey, I want you. I've been thinking we're going to start a new region. And I want you to become our fire starter. And I'm like, what in the world is that? He goes, you're going to just be you. And the crazy thing is, is that, you know, I, I've been told for so many years, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. But I was, I'm a very extroverted person and I'm very loud and boisterous. We started the, the new region in October of 21. So it only took us like six months, seven months to start a new region. And I became the fire starter too. Basically what it is, is it's embodying the culture, trying to get a pulse of everyone, trying to fire everybody up, get everyone excited, just to really, you know, keep everyone engaged. Mm -hmm. And and sister-in-law thought that I would be a perfect fit for that. So I I just basically said, okay, fine, I'm going to be that. And in April of 20 of last year, we had a 24 hour beatdown. So 24 consecutive workouts in a row. And I was like, okay, first of all, I'm on the, the SLT for Jeffco. I'm under this microscope because I'm one of the leaders. Yeah. I have to do this. Gotta I've got to do this. I remember yeah. when you guys did that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the previous year, we had a total of seven packs. In 21, that did the 24-hour beatdown. Um, last year, we had 22. Mm-hmm. My math is correct. That's triple yeah. the yeah. growth. How, how do you start? So, can, I, um, we did on, it down. can I ask you a quick question? How, yeah. How do you structure that? I'm, I'm just curious. So it's 24 hours. Is it? it I assume okay. it's not 24 hours you. continuous, but I'm, I'm guessing you have like a certain number of minutes each hour or something along those lines. Okay. So typical beatdown is 45 minutes. Yep. So it started on a Friday night at 6 p.m. and it ended at 6 p.m. Saturday night. Um, April 22nd and 23rd of last year. So we had a Q, which is daughter-in-law, who was the brother-in-law of sister-in-law. <laughs> you follow me? Yeah. <laughs> you are your own grandpa? <laughs> <laughs> And more or less. Dr. Law is a freaking animal. He is a stud. So he was tapped as the cue for the 24-hour beatdown. So what he did was he chose 24 men to do each hour. Mm-hmm. I believe if my memory serves me, I think I did 11 p.m. Friday night. So what it was is that we started, you know, one cue does one workout, get through the 45 minutes, 15 minutes of breath. And then you start the next one, 15 minutes of rest, and you start the next one. And then what we did is during that 15 minutes, we hydrated, ate food. We had so much food. We had this thing called Brendan's Backpacks where we give food to kids who don't have food. And all these people were dropping off food. So we had all that going on too, which was really neat. Yeah. And so there was a whole bunch of us boiled potatoes. I had a can of peanut butter. 
um, so many bananas, Gatorade, water, you name it. We had it. We were eating it. Um, so we would just take a break. So I finished that, but at about three o'clock in the morning, witching hour, mm-hmm. I started to fade. And I looked over at sister-in-law after I had told him I'm going to do this. I said, I got nothing left. He looked over at me. He's like, yes, you are. And he looked at me with such um, passion. I guess that's the word. Um, that he's like, you're doing this. You're going to do this with me. So I, I said, okay, I'm going to do it. So we battled through. And um, I found another gear, probably two. And uh, I was changed after that. So we finished finally at 6 p.m. the next day. And I met some amazing people. I think we had 24 or 25 FNGs come through, which was really freaking cool. Um, Some of the stories that we heard, COTs, just guys, it was just, it was life-changing. Did you have a COT at the end of every hour? Every time. Wow. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we didn't mess around. We did 24. But I mean, if you think about it, it was actually 18 hours if you do the math. But still, I burned, I think, six or 7,000 calories <laughs> that day. Probably more. Um, yeah, probably right. So anyway, so I finished that. And at that point, sister-in-law told me, I think it was him, or Power Clean, which is another good buddy of mine. He was the uh, expansion queue at the time. He says, "Hey, we're gonna do. Gr- we got Grow Rock in Plainfield, GTE thirty, four hours away. We're doing this." I said, "Sounds terrible. Let's do it." <laughs> so, um, that's stealing that from Rhonda and Beans. That's kind of like their moniker. Yeah. Um, so I was like, "All right." And meanwhile, sister-in-law had me listen to a podcast at OBT did years ago called tent pro leadership and it was so impactful to me because it taught me all right so I don't, have you guys listened to that podcast no yeah i've heard of that one you said tent you need to listen to it did you say tent pole leadership tent, like it's a tent yeah yep. yeah tent pole leadership um anyway it talks about like having an axis and there's a sad clown there's a happy clown there's a bat flipper and there's a gorge runner, all sorts of different stuff. Anyway, it kind of helped me to kind of figure out where I lied on that axis. Mm-hmm. And I've been told that I have a bat flipper tendency. Do you guys watch baseball? Oh, yeah. I know yeah. what a bat flipper is. Okay. Dread. Um, so you have a flipper and then you have a gorge runner. The gorge runner is like, sounds awful. Let's go do that. Uh, You're going to run naked it. for 13 miles? That sounds awesome. Let's do it. <laughs> when are we doing it? Right. Um, so immediately, sister-in-law told me, he says, You're a mixture of both. I said, Okay, I'll take that. You're a gorge running back um, flipper. Naked. naked. Yeah, <laughs> and I am too. I'll, I'll own it. Like you asked. I see all my brothers, and they'll be like, yeah, that's him. Um, so I kind of embrace that um, label, if you will. I don't like labels, but that's whatever you call it. 
So I just kind of started to live it out and live out my fire starter attitude or what have you. Um, so, and meanwhile, my second wife decided she didn't want to be married to me anymore either. Oh boy. She decided she wanted to go, she wanted to be with another guy. Oh. Anyway, that's for another door, another day. Anyway, I had to walk through that whole thing. Mm-hmm. But so she ended up moving out while I went to Grow Rock, while I was there, literally under the log. Mm. <laughs> she brought her boyfriend over and they cleaned up my house and all of her stuff. Wow, that's rough. While I was in Grow Rock. Oh, awesome. So I got into the log and I went to my dark place again, middle of the night. I was carrying the flag in the front of the platoon. I was in white platoon and flight nurse was my cadre and he was on me bad, but I was messing up. I was getting delirious. Probably wasn't hydrating enough. It was July, but I probably wasn't hydrating enough, even though it was like 75 degrees out. Mm-hmm. But regardless, um, I was up in the front by myself and me being an, an addict, I get in my head and bad things happen. So I went to my dark place for about an hour until finally somebody snapped me out of it. And then I continued on and got back under the log, slosh pipe, what have you, and uh, finished. Um, got through the, we call it the uh, sunrise. Then we figured out there was like two or three more hours of pain punishment to go. We had to stop at the fire station to get wet. Because, you know, that has to happen. Yeah, you got to get wet during a GTE. Yep. Damn right. Although I don't feel bad about the guys the other night. They got wet. It was like 50 degrees out. Windy and rainy. Yeah. Oh. We're pathetic guys. I saw them. I saw a brief, I a brief uh, video. I watched the whole thing uh, right before the sunriser, I guess. Uh, they had dropped their packs. and They were walking across this, like, cement like the edge of something. I don't know. It was re- just really windy. Guys are wearing like big jackets and stuff. Boy, yeah. That was a yeah. cold, cold I'm kind of glad that I have. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of glad I have a sprained ankle right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, finished DT. I conquered it, did it, but I figured out something about myself, something bigger that I need to give this away. Mm-hmm. And as my really good buddy, my whetstone, power clean, would always say, give it away. We need to give this away. Because it ain't about me and it ain't about you guys. It's about giving it away. Mm-hmm. So anytime that I do a COT, I want them to know that I love those guys. I care about them. And I want them to do better. I want them to chase me. Yeah, I can be the 12 sometimes. I'm not always a 12, but I can be depending on who I'm working out next to. Um, but I can be that 12 and I want you to come get me. I want you to beat me. But then also I'm going to come back and I'm going to carry you across the finish line with me. And that's something that really strikes a chord with me because when I first started in 21, GMO actually walked up to me and introduced himself to me one of the most gracious human beings I've ever met in my life. And he saw, I have a tattoo on my arm. It's Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, And it's as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. Mm-hmm. 
that's our freaking credo, boys. Yeah. Um, leave no man. You know, behind. so yeah. So I leave no man behind. I leave no man where I found him, and I live that out every dang day. Whether you're an F three or not, I'm gonna come back and get you. So let me ask and, you, you: you've you've been through a lot. Um, yep. And I, I know F three has made a big impact on you. So. Uh, and you know, I know you said you realized that you know you got to give this away now. But how does F how has F three impacted your life after going through all the struggles you've been through? Interesting, you say that because the night that she ended up saying that she wanted to be my my ex wife, the first time it happened, I went straight to the bottle. Mm-hmm. This time, I called my shield lock brother, Winger. He talked me off the ledge. He was on the phone with me for about 40, 45 minutes. He prayed for me. I went to, I went to bed as soon as I got off the phone with him. And I got up the next morning and I went to church. Am I boring you? You're yawning. No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm messing with you. I saw that. I'm old no, and it's late. Um, <laughs> He's just like, right? no, you're not boring me at all. I, you know, because uh, last week's episode, which we just recorded before you, which will be the episode before this one obviously when it airs uh just like a similar story you know um in a dark place and it was a shield lock that he got a hold of that talked him off the off the edge yeah but so i have winger to thank for that um and then i went to church the next day and the guys prayed over me and it was just like oh my gosh like this is where i need to be yep you're with your people and Yeah, that's my people, you know, and, and they say, you know, family's blood. Yeah, that's true. But you know what? Your chosen family can be every bit as important to you. Yeah. Because there's so many people that I love in, in F3. My shield lock brothers, I'm going to drop their names, Crayon Eater, Winger, and um, and Starling. Crayon Those Eater. dudes I would lay my life down for. Wow, that's awesome, He's a Marine. Man. Every guy, Every guy needs other guys. Yeah. yeah, and then there's others like, like I said, Power Clean, Sister in Law. I mean, I could, I could sit here and name off half of GTE. Yeah, like it was crazy. I was at GTE the other day. I didn't even have to. Like everybody knew who I was. I'm like, hey, how you doing? You know, like, mm-hmm. like Melon is another guy. He's got two and a half years sober, and he came up to me after GTE last year. He's like, hey, bro, I need to talk to you. I'm sober now, and I just wanted to kind of pick your brain. I was like, that's awesome. And it was after I had done a podcast for the Gateway Mega Region, and he listened to it. He's like, I want to hear your story. Mm-hmm. So it was awesome that I got to tell my story, and it impacted him. So it was really neat yeah, that I was nice. able to so you, affect you, him in a positive way. Yeah, so you're taking stuff that happened to you in your past life now, and you're, helping, you're using that to help others, right? Yeah. Your, your testimony is your greatest weapon that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you're going to give anything to somebody, give them your testimony. Right. Because it might give them the hope that they need to get through whatever they're going through. Very nice. So um, how often do you post? Five or six days a week. Nice. Good job. I wish I could. My, my work okay, is in By the way, also, also, we have two sites that are 430s. 
I will post a double beat down sometimes on a weekend. Sometimes it'll be seven to eight or yeah. post in a week. You're an animal, brother. I over I had over I had over three hundred beat downs last year. Three hundred. Wow, oh, you're one of those. Guys. I, and I've done the math. I was like, man, like the, I've seen some guys that have done like three hundred, and I'm like, like how the heck do they do it? Yeah, because they've right. got to be doing. Well, stuff you figure out the twenty four hour beat down. There's twenty four right there in one day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Uh, maybe we should do a twenty-four hour beatdown. I wonder how many guys would do that. Yeah, I was thinking maybe we'd start with twelve. You know, the problem is you that should. You do a twenty. I will, I will come. I'll you, do that. Wow, thanks. That the, the a twenty-four hour beatdown. It's just not. It's just not those twenty-four hours that you're not available to your family because it's then you got to go home and go 12, to bed. Twelve hours. It's gonna be another like day. To, yeah, twenty-four hours to recover. Right. Yeah. Which is like going to GTE. Yeah, it's like a whole weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I tell you what, it wasn't as hard as GTE. It wasn't as hard as GTE? No. No. Nope. I'll do the 24-hour beat on once a month before <laughs> I do GTE once a month. <laughs> so I've, I've done one. It was horrible. So hard. Hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. But I loved it. Hey, I'm just I'm just curious. I'm, you know, I'm hearing, you know, you, you guys are doing a lot of, obviously, you're, you're you guys are nailing it there in your region, and it sounds like the relationships and bonds that guys are forming are top notch. Um, yeah, you know, at least from what we're hearing you describe, and 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 the the relationships that you've at least been able to experience there. Um, so I'm just I'm curious with the growth that your region has seen. What like what what do you think's maybe the the secret ingredient you guys got going on there in your region that's that's led to so much yeah. so much growth over the last year or two? It's a good question. Um, Jeffco specifically is different. Um, so Maba happens on every January because of St. Charles. Make America burpee again. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So last year we got into the foray with them and we talked a lot of crap <laughs> and we ended up finishing second, I think. Mm -hmm. And so this year airhead who is now our name to him, he was like, he was our first half two. He's like, all right, we're going to make a statement. Like we're going to, this is going to be, we're going to make this happen. So, and it's happened before this, but this was a very defining moment. So another guy who is now the new Nantan for the new expedition, which just launched two and a half months ago, which starfished from us, he started talking smack to St. Charles, specifically Kramer and to Ralph, mm -hmm. who were like the burpee guys. Like Ralph is the one who started Mob. Right. And so... We also got into the gateway. Uh, I'm sorry. The um, oh, the the program that Scratch and Win does. Um, yes, the giving. Oh gosh. Yes. So we were basically challenging everybody to give. Right. So Holes was like, "All right, guys, try to beat us." So we ended up. Uh, well, St. Louis as a region won because we all came together as a region. But in MABA, so they actually, in St. Charles, they did a beat down the very beginning of the month, and they ended up having like 70 guys did like 5,000 burpees. Mm. Like, that's cute. 
So what we did was like the third or fourth day in January was a Saturday. I think no, I think it was a Tuesday. Four fifteen a.m. We showed up at Bulls on Parade. It's one of our four thirty AOs, and there were like forty of us. We knocked out over fifteen thousand burpees in an hour. It's <laughs> a lot of burpees. Lot and of then burpees. we did it. We did it again. We did it again at the end of the month. We knocked out another 15,000 plus. We destroyed everyone. Mm. Jeffco killed everybody. Like, there's no way anybody was going to catch us. And that was a statement that we wanted to make. That we have a culture here. We live this. Live with third. Yeah, right. It's not about us. We want others to be better. Yep. We're trying to find those sad clowns. Yeah, we want other guys to chase us. Giving it back, Mr. You Firestarter. Know, you, you guys had some teams it, in the May Challenge last year, too, didn't you? Did, did you participate in the, the May, May Challenge? Challenge? Oh, the... Um, it's the biking, rucking, yeah. running... Merkins. Merkins. And, yeah, we're doing uh, it again this year. Yeah, yeah, I remember you guys being on the yeah, list. Yeah, we're doing we, that again this yeah, year. Yeah, we had two or three teams last year as well. I don't think anybody coordinated anything this year. Yeah, we finished. Yeah. What did we finish? I guess that started today. Third or fourth? Yeah, we had a team that was like second or third most of the way through, and then a bunch of guys like biked a ridiculous number yeah. of miles late, and I think we might have faded to fourth or fifth. Yeah, the last week we, we went like from that. like second or third to like fourth or fifth right yeah. at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think I, yeah, I tore we, a pec um, muscle on that challenge. <laughs> we had a couple of guys that ended up just getting injured. And I think <laughs> a lot of guys are like, yeah, let's not do that again this year. Yeah. I, I, I love the challenge, but I didn't like the... Yeah, I did a hundred Merkins today. I, I did my hundred Merkins for today. Did so. you? Good job. We were, I was um, at, when we, our team, yeah. I was on, I was in the group before with dial up and two other guys at um, uh, Porky's and Beach Ball. And we finished, we were the guys that finished fourth or whatever it was. Yeah. And I think I averaged six or seven hundred Merkins per day. Yeah, that was an average. Holy moly! Yeah, yeah. I think the downside for us is that wow. we, we were doing well, and so then there was like this added pressure that okay, we're right, like, we're that close. We're we gotta, third. Yeah. We got us. Like we, yeah. we we could maybe slide up to first, or we definitely. Don't we were want. hoping top three because the, the first place team was like ridiculous. Right. We didn't want to. We didn't want to fade, and it just like yeah, we went. We went like. A little insane, and uh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, we had a couple a couple injuries that resulted from. Yeah, I'd run in the morning, ruck over, in the evening, overuse, do right. a thousand merkins. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, and when I oh, tore, tore a pec muscle, I started doing we, a ton of really sit ups and pull ups, and oh my god, yeah. Well, Ooh. and then and then also to add on to that, we our um, our first step for a while. Wait, no, he was our seesaw cue. But we call it completely stoic and utterly purposeful. <laughs> so okay. December of twenty December of twenty one we did the ten thousand taint scraper challenge or coupon swing, whatever you want to call it. Taint scrapers? Ten thousand. <laughs> I call it a really dumb exercise. Yeah. <laughs> we call them coupon swings, but I love oh, it is. I love taint scrapers. I'm gonna I gotta make a note of that one. <laughs> We're doing taint scrapers at my next. You're allowed to use. Thank you. Is that on the Exacon? You're welcome. Did, did you guys did you guys label that and put it out uh, on the Exacon? Don't know, but they did actually name an exercise after me called One Man Band. Um, you're doing a bicycle kick while you're pressing the coupon. Oh okay. wait, we, we do like a freaking one man band. Yeah, we do uh, flutter kicks. Yeah, those are pressing coupons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's just as awful. Yeah, <laughs> taint scrapers. Hot. <laughs> Anyway, carry on. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so we um, 
but we would do the challenge every month. And that's what kind of like brought us all together. I mean, our Slack is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. If I ain't posting probably 10 times on Slack in a day, something's wrong. Yeah. Um, we got some guys who are really active on Slack. Um, I'll call guys out. I don't really care. I mean, I'm borderline obnoxious. That's because you're I'm a board drying bat flipper. That's right. <laughs> right. Um, I'm no longer the fire starter, although I still still do it. Lights right. out is now our fire starter. I'm the expansion queue. Right. But, um, but also too, now that I'm expansion queue, I want to I want to I want to get more more areas. I want more packs. So we've already launched two sites. And we've got another one coming up in another couple of weeks. Nice. So that'll be three in the last two and a half months. Sweet. Um, yeah. And I have plans for more. Um, we actually, the brand new one that's opening, we're going to implement, whoa, <laughs> all the time. We have like the big tires, like yeah. 800 pound tires. Yep. We have four of those. Um, we're going to have Atlas balls, like all oh, sorts of boy. cool, fun stuff. Yeah. Well, we got awesome, this dude man. named Tiny Tom. Yeah, we have this dude named Tiny Tom who's a power lifter, and he brings all of his toys, like sleds and all sorts of crazy stuff all the time. So it's going to be like his wheelhouse. That's nice. cool. Hey, let me ask you um, a yeah. couple questions. we gotta, we got to kind of wrap things up a little bit. But um, my first question yep. to you would be, if you were to pick somebody that sort of your hero inspires you, motivates you, uh, could be somebody from the distant past or from now. Who who would that be? Who inspires me? Yeah, who would you say is your hero? Um, who? My webstone. Power clean. Through Ishmael. We're, he's literally like right at a year younger than me. Mm-hmm. And we've gone through an interesting dynamic of becoming friends. And um, we've almost come to blows a couple times. <laughs> I got quite the mouth. There was a Saturday morning. There was a Saturday morning that I was extra spicy. And he got up in my face. And um, he got in his feels. I got in my feels. I got in my own head. He got in his head. At the COT, he apologized to everyone and me. And then he came directly to me afterwards. And we're good. Everything was fine. But he is, first of all, the guy has released, not lost, but he's released 100 pounds off of his body. He was a trainer for this TTE. Mm -hmm. The dude is a freaking monster. He was over 350. And he's like right at 250 now. And the guy is just, first of all, he's, He's got a heart the size of Missouri. Mm-hmm. Like the guy is just loves everybody. And the guy will, he'll give you candor. He'll give you praise, but he also wants you to get better. Mm-hmm. And it's humbling to get the chance to spend time with this man after knowing that guy's got a past too. And he inspires me to want to be better and to be as good as him sometimes. Mm-hmm. But yet, I bet you he might say some similar things about me. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But I do know that he's definitely my hero. And he's never heard that before. Wow. Well, he's don't gonna tell hear, anybody. He's going to hear it now. All right. 
We'll make Thanks. sure you share the podcast with us. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like you picked, <laughs> sounds like you picked a good guy. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Last question. This is your chance to give a message to the men of America. What's your message for the men of America? Stop giving excuses. You got a family. F3 is a, about invigorating male community leadership. We need more men that are men. Can you hear me okay? Yep, we're good. Yep, sorry. Go ahead. I mean, it's credo, you know, and it's it's the mission of F3. It's to plant, grow, and serve small workout groups for men for mm-hmm. the invigoration of male community leadership. We need better men, better husbands, better fathers, better people in the community to lead our concentrica, our families. We need more of that. This world is a messed up place and we are pushing back mm-hmm. and standing in the gap to get away from all that madness and that evilness. Mm-hmm. F3 is a wonderful, amazing thing. I will give it away to everyone. <laughs> nice. That's a great message, well man. Said, yeah. No excuses, no whining. Uh, take responsibility. Just show up. Yeah, just show just up. Show up. Yep. Show up. Show up your family. Show up for your communities. Yeah. Yep. Show up for our nation. Nice. Well, dial up. I think we just spoke to another high impact man. Yeah, absolutely. It's just another another good episode. And uh, thanks for coming on and sharing your story. Um, thanks for giving me a call. Yeah, sure, yeah, man. Sure thing. It's uh, yeah, this is awesome. It's good to put out there, you know, the the good stuff. That's uh, you know, all the shiny parts of our lives. But uh, when you lay <laughs> out, when you lay out the ugly <clears throat> stuff, yeah, that's when that's that's when it really gets good. And I think is way more impactful. Uh, for folks listening. Yeah. So appreciate yeah. you doing that yeah. and being open and honest about some of that past. But uh, yeah. the key thing is, is man, you, you got it going right now. So mm-hmm. pushing forward, lifting up other men, bringing them along with you and yep. uh, helping, uh, helping each other get stronger and better each and every day. Yeah. Great word, man. Yeah. He's not using his pa- past as a crutch. He's using it as a, a launching pad to, right. to reach other men. Right. You got it. Yep. All right. Yeah. He's, he's an overcoming gorge running bat flipper. <laughs> Call him Flow for short. Flow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Flow. Hey, man, I'm going to be actually, I don't know how far you are from where I'm going to be, but I'm going to a conference in St. Louis in June. Um, I don't remember the specific. I live 20 minutes from it. Oh, yeah, I don't know the specific dates, but I'm going to, I'll send a message out to all my St. Louis uh, PAX friends and uh, find, <clears throat> find out where to go when, as soon as I figure out where I am. <laughs> We got a couple AOs to help you out. All right, man. I'll see you then, maybe. We got a, we got a few. All right, brother. I will be there. All right. Well, uh, it was great talking to you, man. All right. God bless you. And, Likewise. Uh, yeah. Have a good night. And you tell, too. Tell Honeypot we said hi. And GMO, I've been in contact with GMO. We're trying to get him on the podcast, too. So sometime in the future, we'll have him on. Maybe I'll uh, give, him a, give him a jingle. Yeah. 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 Give, give him a, a jingle. Poke. All right, brother. Be good. Take care, brother. Yeah, I'll give him a little poke. Okay. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I would like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their story of becoming a high-impact man. More information and resources can be found at highimpactman.com. If you like this podcast, please consider following us on our social media pages or email us at him at highimpactman.com. That is H-I-M at highimpactman.com. 
The High Impact Man podcast has a new episode every week, and you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast platforms. Have a great week, everyone.